Welcome to Getting Over in 15 Minutes. This is your host, Anthony Michael. This week's episode is going to be about NXT superstar Raquel Gonzalez. I'm very excited to talk about this wrestler because she is full of potential. Um, We've seen some amazing things from her on this uh, past uh, takeover. Uh, Just this last Sunday, she actually won her War Games match, which was outstanding. Really, the whole card was outstanding. Uh, Everyone did a great job on the show. Uh, We're going to specifically focus on Raquel today. Because it looks like she's finally getting that push that she deserves. Hopefully we can get a uh, nice heel title run out of her. And then eventually, of course, main roster. But that's exactly why she's the topic of my podcast today. If she were to go to the main roster of WWE, exactly how she is right now, she would get buried within the first two to three weeks just like everybody else does over there. And unfortunately, it's because of her character. Now, before I continue on, I do want to say that I am a 36-year-old man-child sitting in my bedroom by myself recording a podcast that no one's going to listen to. This is just constructive criticism from someone who really loves wrestling, hoping to see the best version of Raquel Gonzalez we can. Nothing but positive vibes and love out there, alright guys? Alright, so let's get started. Raquel Gonzalez is in serious danger of becoming the next Tamina. Tamina has been a wrestler for WWE for over a decade now, and unfortunately has been only really brought out whenever they have a spot they need to fill, Uh, they need a quick, you know, powerhouse strength segment or something. She's never given any time on the microphone, you never really see anything from her on the backstage. And that's really due to her lack of character depth, which is not necessarily her fault. It could be because WWE's never given her the chance to really express herself, which is something that WWE would definitely do. But it's been 10 years, and basically what we've seen of Tamina is she comes out, she gets angry, and that's about it. I don't want to see the same thing happen to Raquel. I think that... She has even more potential. We saw a little bit of that, actually, on this past episode of NXT with the promo she gave. She's definitely got range. She's definitely got the ability. But she's got to use this time in NXT to develop that character even more. If you look at the transformation of someone like Rhea Ripley, who started in the Mae Young Classic with the long blonde hair, the very bland wrestling gear, she didn't really stand out as something special. She didn't really give you a reason to want to see her again. But what did Rhea Ripley do? She made a complete transformation of herself. In fact, I would say she's now herself when she goes out there. And this is something that Rhea herself actually talked about, either on the network or on a uh, promo once. But the thing with Raquel, this is the perfect place, the perfect time for her to really tune in and figure out who she is, what kind of character she wants to portray while she's on TV. Now that she's in the spotlight, uh, these next few weeks are crucial. We're going to have to see if she's got what it takes. It's make or break time for Raquel. And uh, hopefully this will all lead down the road to an eventual heel run as NXT Women's Champion. Now me personally, I would like to see maybe a triple threat between Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, and Raquel Gonzalez. I think that would be a lot of fun. I think triple threat main events for the title 
really are something that they shouldn't be done all the time, but when they are done, it's it's fantastic. Like just a great example that would be Takeover on Sunday. We saw a triple threat for the North American Championship. It just makes it a lot more fun, a lot more variables in place. Also, no disqualifications is nice, although that didn't really get used that much on this past uh, Sunday. Anyway, I'm getting off topic here. We did see Raquel Gonzalez try a little bit of a gimmick type thing at one point in time. She was bringing a, it was like a cowbell to the ring with a rope or something. I don't think that was really working for her. Um, hopefully we can see something different. Maybe try some unique ring gear. I think that's one thing that's definitely missing. Uh, she's doing this thing when she's going onto the ring and showing the muscles in her back. It's kind of disgusting, to be honest. But, uh, you know, maybe somebody out there is going, oh, wow, that's really cool. Hopefully it's working for somebody. It's not really working for me. Her entrance music is all right. I mean, it's a little forgettable, to be honest. I can't even remember how it goes at the moment. But, to be honest, basically all of the latest music to be coming out of WWE has not been all that good. There's been a couple of good ones, but for the most part, it's been a lot of hit and miss. Uh, Keith Lee's music is great, but from what I've heard, he actually wrote that song. So that would explain why it's so good compared to a lot of the trash we've been getting since CFO left. CFOs, whatever they may be called. Which, man, do I miss them. But you know what? Getting off topic once again. Her entrance, her ring gear, um, character, stuff like that. All of these things add up together. You look at somebody like The Rock. It wasn't just one thing that made The Rock great. It was everything. The combination of the music, his promos, the wrestling, his energy. He had everything that you would want as a wrestler. Now, sometimes you uh, you don't get the full package. Sometimes you get a wrestler who's just really, really good at one thing. And sometimes that one thing will kind of overpower the other stuff. Like, a great example of that would be Bray Wyatt. Now, don't get me wrong. Bray Wyatt is not a bad wrestler in any way, shape, or form. But he's not out there having five-star matches either. However, everything that he sets up in his stories, his promos, in the Firefly Funhouse, The Fiend's entrance is one of the greatest things in wrestling. Fight me. Fight me, fight me, fight me. The Fiend's entrance is literally my favorite thing in wrestling right now. And then you've got someone like Karrion Cross. Who goes out there has an amazing entrance as well. Another great entrance if you haven't seen it. Gets out there, tears the house down on the ring. Sure, he's great. He's a powerhouse, right? He's mainly out there just to kill people. That being said, have we heard him talk? We've not heard him say a single word. And that's why he has a manager who talks for him. But that's a great example of how you don't have to have the full package to be successful. But it's a double-edged sword, because as I said, you have to be really, really, really good at that one thing for it to overpower not having the other things. And at the moment, um, I believe Raquel needs just a little bit more of either great wrestling or excellent promos, or she just needs that, that extra something. And I'm hoping we get to see that from her in the coming weeks. So since I've been going off topic a lot, I think I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, continue to go off topic because I've got a few pet peeves things I would like to get off my chest <sighs> alright so I'm only going to say this once 
No, that's that's a lie. I'm probably gonna end up saying this multiple times because you know it's something I really shouldn't have to say, but WWE is making me have no choice but to say it. It's time to give Eva Valkyrie an NXT Women's Championship shot. I don't know why she doesn't have that yet. It has been too long. Now, just like last week, as you know, I have yet to watch this week's episode of NXT UK. But, talking about having the full package like I was earlier, she has everything that you need in a champion. She's got the great entrance, the great gear. She is excellent in the ring. I don't think we've actually heard her speak much, but at this point, I don't even care. I don't care what she says. Give her the title shot. She is outstanding. And you know what? If we give her the title, then we could take Kaylee Ray, bring her down to NXT in Orlando, and have her be a face and show up and feud with Tony Storm. That would be turning everything upside down. It would make me super happy. And you could have a play out where Tony is just completely shocked to see her. Like, I just left there and you're here and it would be so well done. But alright, where are we at here? Moving on with my pet peeves. Let's talk about terrible tag team names. This is definitely the real pandemic of 2020. Because I tell you what, some of these tag team names are just complete garbage. Everize. Everize. What the hell is Everize? It makes no sense. Grizzled Young Veterans. Another one I cannot stand. I love the tag team. They are fantastic in the ring, on the microphone. Some of my favorites. But Grizzled Young Veterans is a terrible name. However, I believe Pretty Deadly takes the cake. That is just awful. Just terrible. Change your name for the love of all that is holy. So let's talk about this uh, tag team triple threat match we had on NXT this week. I don't know why it took so long. It took years and I'll never really understand it. But finally in WWE, they are having triple threat tag team matches where there are three people in the ring at once instead of two. Having to tag someone who's not your opponent and people not being in the ring when they're technically in the match makes no sense. I am very glad that this has been changed. I am very glad that things are now more realistic in a very unrealistic sport. Another pet peeve I hate, this is something that seems to happen more in WWE than anywhere else, is referees not being aware what kind of match they are refereeing. For example, if you have a no DQ match or something along those lines and you call a rope break, you are taking me and everyone else out of the match. And this is not something that happened once, this is something that seems to happen over and over again. We need to be following the rules of whatever match we are in and stick with it. It also drives me absolutely insane. There's one referee who, I don't know his name, I'm going to have to find out. He always takes five hours to walk all the way around the ring or hop over to go count the pin. And by the time he gets there, I could have counted to ten. What are you doing? What's happening? Again, it takes me out of the match. Now something else that 
we saw in wrestling this week that is another pet peeve of mine that actually happened over in AEW is the Young Bucks had a match against TH2 and they told them if TH2 were to win they would get title shots in what other sport or any other place would this make any sense if you beat me then you get a shot at me it's it's just nonsense and then I have to watch that same match which was a great match don't get me wrong but it's just another reason to watch the match over and over and over again instead of building new stories or doing something unique with that story. The upside here is in this case, the Young Bucks actually won, so we don't have to see the match again. But still, I just hate that stipulation. It's overdone in WWE and I don't need it in AEW. I don't need WWE things polluting AEW. Wrestlers is fine, but things like that, we, we don't need them. Uh, WWE can keep their nonsense booking. And the last thing I'm going to talk about today is Raw is boring. Not war, Raw is boring. That should be the tagline. This week was very much cotton-paced. I was bored out of my mind, not paying attention to half the things going on. There were a few good things, don't get me wrong. Everything with The Fiend is great because Bray Wyatt is a genius and knows what he's doing. But there was just a lot of filler, a lot of things that were already done, already said. And unfortunately, we got a little bit of that in Dynamite as well with Kenny Omega. Him and Don Callis came out and basically got the same exact promo they got the night before. Granted, we are going to get another, probably another promo, I'm assuming, from Don Callis and Kenny Omega on Impact this coming Tuesday. So I have high hopes for that because... AEW very rarely lets me down, so it should be good. Alright guys, that's going to be the end of this week's podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Over in 15 Minutes. And this was Over in 15 Minutes. So, thank you all. See you next week. Bye-bye.